to Life in the Left Lane. My name is Tom. I'm joined by Austin. Austin. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, annoyed once again. Yeah. That you say something stupid right before we got recorded. <laughs> and this time, it was a little thing, too. <laughs> Very little. It was. Yeah. Uh, also known as my nickname in high school, little thing. Um, Austin. <laughs> Before before we get uh, too super deep into all this, um, I felt like we should probably start off with a quick moment to remember. Uh, we lost one of the greatest drummers, if not the greatest drummer to ever live. Uh, Neil Peart from Rush yeah. died just this past week. I mean, to me, it was shocking. Maybe to somebody like you, a super fan, it wasn't as shocking. Uh, and, and I know you're how I know what Rush means to you musically, and uh, you know your personality and everything about you. When I think of Austin and music, I think instantly Rush. So well, I I almost feel obligated to say I'm sorry for your loss. It feels <laughs> like you know. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many messages I got this week. Yeah. It was very surreal. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, I don't know him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you kind of do. Like, you can't say that you don't know him because you've listened to so much of his music that you 100% know him. Yeah, well, I think the funny thing is, I think it led me to realize that, like, I do love Rush a lot, but I really think I was a Neil Peart fan. Like, because... Everything about that band I love, the more I think about it, it's just the stuff he did. Right. I mean, uh, the unit as a whole is great. And I love all their music. Oh, yeah. But, like, I've read almost all of his books. And, uh, yeah, the lyrics, I mean, the one thing that lasted from their music to the music I currently make is the lyrics. The way he writes his lyrics has been a huge influence on me. So, yeah, it was a big loss. And now I think pretty much everybody but his, like, really close circle were shocked. Right. Because we didn't know. Nobody knew that he was sick. So it wasn't public knowledge, right? No, it was not. Yeah. Mm. That's what, kind of what I thought because I, I feel like with most of these things, at least related to music, maybe not so much actors and actresses and stuff like that, but when somebody is super sick like that, especially in music, I feel like I know. Like I knew David Bowie yeah. was very, very ill. Uh, I didn't know yeah. he was that ill, but I knew he was ill. So it wasn't as much of a shocker. This one seemed to just, at least to me, come out of nowhere. I knew that yeah. they were retiring for health reasons. Uh, well, he was retiring for health reasons, but yeah. I didn't know it was that. And I forgot exactly. It was some f form of cancer. Yeah, it was glioblastoma. It's a brain cancer. Brain cancer. Yeah, that, that's a fucked up way to go, too. And I think it's the same thing that, uh, I believe it's the same thing that John McCain had. Oh, no kidding? Which is why there was a weird moment of solidarity with uh, uh, Megan McCain tweeted something about uh, Neil Peart. Uh, because it wasn't because of his politics, right? Because Neil Neil Peart was a was he liberal? I thought he was liberal. He was very liberal. Yeah, yeah, his his politics sometimes get confused because um, when he was young, he read uh, Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead, mm. and he thought it was a good story because he like oh, the, basically the the gist of it is that the main character is so uncompromising that he demolished his own creation rather than give in to the changes that they wanted to make to it okay i believe it was an architect if i remember that book right okay but, um so he read that i believe that and um her short story anthem which is about 
like you know uh how important like i guess it was set in a society where there's no individuality and the main character of that story you know celebrated individuality so that was so he cited her once uh in the liner notes uh, for 2112 i got you and people and so just people, took that and ran yeah. away within they're like oh He's exactly. a he, he's a libertarian right winger. Yeah. yeah, I mean you can't hold that against people. I mean you were <laughs> on that same path. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I actually was yeah. unlike him. You know, that's kind like, of interesting how the paths almost kind of align <laughs> between yeah. you know both music nuts and both started off yeah. and like I not I don't want to say idolize that's a bad word but like. Um, reading right wing texts, I guess I don't, I don't know yeah. uh, for lack of a better word. Well, I think, I mean, back then, too, it was just those books were, they were challenging because they were like, you know, they were books with plots, but it was all about ideology. Right. And I think he probably wouldn't have done it had he read um, Atlas Shrugged because that one makes it clear. And when you read that, you realize, oh, no, this is insane. You can't run a society this way. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, yeah, listen, uh, politics aside, it was pretty sad day. Lost a, a true legend. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know what Rush will do. I, I, I know when Freddie died, they had a huge uh, memorial concert for Freddie. And I know they've done this with no. other musicians since. And I kind of feel like if anyone's going to deserve it, it should be. Neil Peart. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I was, I was wondering that too. I wonder what they were going to do, but, um, I mean, they did one for Chester Bennington of, uh, of Lincoln park and no offense nah. to Chester. Uh, Chester was successful in his line of mu music. And I, I liked Lincoln park growing up and all that, but you know, Chester Bennington, Neil nah. Peart, I don't know. Nah. They don't exactly, you know, on the same level. And I think he would have said yeah. the exact same thing if he were still alive. Yeah. So if, and it would probably be good for them if they just wanted to do like, you know, to have a big concert and donate all the funds to cancer research. That would be, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I could see something like that happening. And even so, if it's not rushed themselves, Alex and, and yeah. uh, uh, Getty, but maybe, you know, somebody will probably do something. Bob Geldof yeah. will probably show up and they'll be like, yeah, let's make a concert. Yeah. Okay, it sure. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't shock me. No. Because there's so many people who liked it. Like, it's, I mean, um, some of the biggest fans are uh, Dave Grohl. Oh, yeah. Taylor I bet. Hawkins yeah, he must fighters. be fucking devastated yeah. about that too and they're i mean they're probably the biggest rock band on the planet so my, it wouldn't shock me if they put something together my little cousin picked up drumsticks randomly several years ago and the only thing he wanted to do was play rush beats that was it that's oh, all yeah, he wanted to do yeah. and he he taught himself just by listening to the music nonstop, mm -hmm. literally yeah. to himself and now he's a drummer for a a, a band an actual touring band yeah. um so I can't imagine how many drummers that man had inspired. Oh no, I was the same way. Like after, after I stopped uh, playing percussion in an ensemble, the only time I ever picked up drumsticks to, was either to play with you know write stuff for my own music mm -hmm. or to play their music. Like I was, <laughs> right, I was, right. I wasn't interested because in, you know you only have a limited time to do things. Right. That's and true. for me, by that time, that instrument had become an instrument of recreation and not profession. I got you. And so, if I was, you know, if you're doing something for fun, you just want to have fun. True. <laughs> like, it is true. And, that's, uh, and that music is so much fun to play that I was like, oh, I'm just going to play this. This is what I like to play anyway. Yeah. And, but you know how to do it. And that's, you know, that's 
the most important Some part. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Like, I wish I knew how to I can't play. pick up fucking drumsticks and know how to play a beat. Like, it, <laughs> what, what's an instrument you don't know how to play? Do you know how to play harmonica? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Fuck. Yeah. I was really thinking I got you there. I'm like, there's no, like, your music, I've never heard of harmonica. I don't think that's your type of thing. But well, no, the, I, the only reason I don't is because you have to buy so many because they're only tuned to one key. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> I didn't in know order how to play harmonicas work. on the different songs, you have to actually switch out the harmonica. And I was like, that's a pain in the ass. Other than, like, the uh, orchestra instruments, orchestral instruments, mm. what, what's a. What's an instrument? You know, you play you play bass, you play guitar, obviously, you play piano. Yeah, outside of the orchestral instruments, I don't know. Damn, I'm I'm sure this. Nothing. I don't know. Nothing, because you you can just play it all. I'm just trying, to, but I can't play any of the orchestral ones other than the percussion stuff. Okay. Like I can't play well, any of the wind instruments. You're the, you're lacking in your musical talent, so I need you to start. Uh, I need you to pick up a trumpet and learn it by tomorrow. Okay. Um, funny. Anyway, I, I, you know, I seriously did think about <laughs> starting to learn the saxophone. I've always oh saxophone would be good. Yeah, mostly because I just want to play the solos and Floyd, and Floyd stuff. I, I knew it. <laughs> you know why? Because that's exactly why I would do it. Yeah. No other reason. Because well, because that was like that would be the last thing I'd have to learn, and then I could just like. Uh, play all the parts of those songs there you go well yeah you, you totally could <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck imagine that <laughs> just your your solo floyd cover band yeah um well anyway rest in peace neil you, you'll be missed but you'll be remembered forever so that's one thing yeah. uh now as far as politics go unfortunately that's continued <laughs> like <laughs> all the things to die that, that would be nice but that didn't die we are still having to talk about politics now i kind of wanted to start off with a funny note because just why not when we were looking exactly. up articles for reference uh, for our conversation um i typed in in google bernie warren now oh, i learned how to search in google a long time ago using keywords and all that you know what i mean it's funny so this just happened like i don't know 20 minutes ago and i had already forgotten about it yeah i know me too <laughs> but because we're stoned um when you type in bernie warren and then you press space a few uh suggestions pop up i'm gonna read a couple oh of them for you go ahead um the first one uh well it's a little altered now because i uh, i i clicked one of these but uh it was like bernie warren ticket bernie warren um uh, vice president bernie warren beef that's the most recent one but like halfway down the list was bernie warren salami (laughs) 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 i thought of a hundred things that could have that that could have been but none of them were what you came up with, which is the most mind-blowing thing in the world because it's yes. probably really accurate. Yeah, so I think what I realized was these are people trying to look up both of their responses to Soleimani's assassination. And they said this salami. Well, they probably tried to sound it out. No, they didn't. Like, we're Americans. No. We're stupid. They no, I think I bet they did because if you try to sound it out, Soleimani. I'm gonna go on my phone and I'm gonna. You would text almost you get there, Solomon, But it's not a real word. First, I gotta figure out how to spell his name. And I'm I'm just guessing it autocorrected to salami when people like pressed search. 
It must have happened. Like, so that's one of the top results. All right, hold on. So, one salami. <laughs> it's S O L E I M A I N or M A N I. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I'm just saying when I typed it to you, it's not correcting it to anything. No, I know, but I'm not saying when you try to type it, like, try to sound it out. No, I, I know, but I'm just saying, I, you think that it's an autocorrect. I think Americans are just really stupid, and that is close enough where they're like, I don't know, Google will figure it out. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. It it's literally has nothing to do with anything. It was just funny. The first thing I thought of was like, because my mind is just dark and filled with perversions i was like what did a nude leak <laughs> or something salami. Is, are they calling mm. it bernie's salami like is is that is that what they're calling the leak nude but no it's <laughs> and then if you just continue to go it's down part of his uh it's part of his deli meats for all program that he's pushing <laughs> so i don't know what this article is and mm-hmm. I don't even know if you can put this in, in the in the show or not, but it's okay. from a, a website called Mashable, and the title is Bernie Sanders Daring New Policy, Cats Can Have a Little Salami. So I don't know if that's oh. where that came from. Interesting. Uh, people were like, in, that's an interesting article title. Like, it made me click it. I'm not going to lie. why, but does it mention Warren? Yes, it does. It says Ah. some criticize Sanders policies for being too idealistic or radical or perhaps too threatening to establishment politics for the comfort of sad critics. Others say he could stand down to make room for fellow progressive and presidential hopeful Elizabeth Warren. Ooh, I don't know. That's interesting. Pretty fun. I honestly find that hard to believe that that would be. What was it like? The fifth leading search? From that one article. It was like, yeah, it was like, it wasn't even the last. (laughs) That's too high. But I don't know. I'm seeing a couple of, yeah, listen, there's a lot of things. Sanders, Bernie said something like that in December. And and all these articles are about that. Cats can have salami too. I don't know what that was in reference to. I'll have to look that up after the show. (laughs) Well, interesting. Thoroughly curious now. All right. So maybe Americans aren't as stupid as I think they are. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're actually ahead of us. How about that? We're making fun of them, and meanwhile, well, no, because <laughs> if they if they were, they would actually be searching for their takes on Soleimani's assassination because yes. they were different and important. Well, speaking of that, Austin, what a segue! <laughs> Holy shit! The segue award goes to it. Be I get it because it's like Oscar season. Oh, shut up, Tom. <laughs> Uh, I got an article from The Hill. You found this right before the show started. Overnight defense. Trump says, quote, I do I have to read this? Like, I, I'm just so Please do. fucking. Please read it. Trump says, quote, it doesn't really matter. And quote, if Soleimani was plotting imminent attack. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Look, it, nothing uh, really matters to me. So. Well, no, hold on, Tom. Maybe, th- maybe this was taken out of context. Yeah, no, uh, this was in a tweet. Trump Thank you, intercentrist. <laughs> I was, I was anticipating the response. In a yeah. tweet, Trump said it didn't matter if Soleimani had uh, an intimate threat to the United States because of his quote horrible past. End mm. quote. 
so yeah that happened um which i want to remind everybody listening the original reason they said they had to take him out mm -hmm. was because there was an imminent threat an imminent uh attack planned by him and now trump's like actually you know it doesn't even matter yeah it doesn't matter yeah i mean it, it was kind of clear for for a lot of us that this was 100 percent some way to uh divert attention Yes. From the impeachment and that everything else exactly, that may be happening. Uh, exactly because if you really look at it, they didn't kill the number one. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. They didn't kill the first guy. They went after the mm. second guy. They had a, quote, failed a second attempt that you only found out about like a week after. Then the response was an attack to an embassy where everyone was already aware of the attack. So they hid for cover. Yeah. But yeah, that, remember that attack we talked about? Yeah, they yeah. knew about it. Yeah. So everything was already coming back and pointing at like, oh, this was obviously a ploy. But like now mm -hmm. he's just flat out admitting it. Now can we talk about yeah. war crimes? I mean, <laughs> I, it was definitely war crimes before, but I'm pretty sure it is hey, now. Tom, that is another good segue. Uh, is it, Look at you being so good at it, the segues. Why? I don't even know what's yes. happening. <laughs> Well, that's a perfect segue to talking about voting on the War Powers Act. Oh, that is, yeah, that was, yeah, intentional. Totally planned. Totally yep. intentional. I meant mm -hmm. to do everything. See, Tom knows exactly what he's doing. I do. This is huge news, by the way. Um, do you have the article or something? Do, uh, let me see. Oh, I, I, get it I, I remember I remember enough. Austin had found an article showing that there are 10 reported Republicans who are uh, at least questioning whether or not they're going to vote for this bill or not. Like, it looks like they may not vote for it or against it, like other Republicans would. Uh, no. We have now three confirmed Republicans who will be voting with the Democrats to pass this war powers bill. If we have one more Republican swamp, we have a majority. Because it's, it's nope. tied as it stands right now. And there's still seven Republicans that haven't announced whether or not they're going to vote for or against it. Okay, here it is. Senator Todd Young. Who? On, uh, Todd Young from Indiana, actually. I'm going to guess. Okay, never mind. Is he Republican or Democrat? Republican. Oh, he's white then, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably old, which yeah. makes his he's, last name kind of he ironic. He just sounds it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, he said on Tuesday that he will he will support a revised resolution that would rein in President Trump's ability to make military action against Iran without congressional approval. So that's the third one. He joins Mike Lee of Utah and Rand Paul of Kentucky. You know, it, sometimes it only takes a couple to start the snowball effect. Mm -hmm. and, and Rand Paul is one of those who... One of those Republicans who, for the most part, at least it seems, stays to the line of his platform, whether or not he agrees with it or not. It's the libertarian thing. So it's like, yeah, I have to say no against well, it. And I mean, it, he definitely does that with uh, like military intervention. Oh, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Not so much with his monetary, supposed monetary beliefs, mm. because there's no way he could have voted for that tax cut bill. Well, I guess that's why he's a Republican, though. And, and I think that's what separates him and his dad. But, I think his dad was ran as Republican, too, but was more along the lines of the libertarian platform. I could be wrong. I oh, really yeah. don't know anything about libertarians because I just yeah. I care about relevant people. So I don't really work on. I don't worry about them. Also, I was kind of sad that I, and I'll watch it later, but I saw an alert go out on Twitter 
like right before we started recording that apparently there was a libertarian on the line on the majority report, which are my favorite oh, segments when Sam no. debates libertarians. Yeah. Jeez. By the way, speaking of libertarians, and we'll, we'll get back to this, uh, the, the, uh, the significance of this bill in a second. Uh, but has there been an announcement as to who's running for libertarian, the libertarian nominee? Because I mean, like, no. regardless they're, they're, of who it is, the libertarian, they could, you know, they're going to take a little bit of votes away. So it's good to know who it is. Have they announced that? Uh, I'm sure they're waiting for Andrew Yang to drop out. And they're going to try try for him? That would be my guess. Hmm. That would be bad, I think. Wouldn't that be bad? I feel for like, I feel, well, for Bernie, I feel like there's several Bernie, I feel like a lot of Yang supporters are like, right, they're like right there with Bernie. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, if they are, then they don't know Yang's policies very well. I'd rather a right wing libertarian like a like a gary johnson I, oh i'd, much I'd rather, rather that too yeah to take votes away from trump that'd be awesome nah. but i'm saying if like you know if i were running the libertarian party and i saw there was a major political candidate mm-hmm. that is very popular and that when you actually look into his stuff he's basically a libertarian right and but he doesn't use the word libertarian right so but there's that, this kind of like crossover appeal ubi that, that seems like it goes against everything libertarian no the, the the godfather of libertarianism came up with the ubi that was his idea but doesn't that involve more government intervention because you the government has to distribute a thousand dollars to every family isn't yes it? but the, well i mean they it wasn't a thousand i don't think in the original i don't know if they put a number on it but the idea was that like you live in a society and there are certain limits mm-hmm. to an ideology and that once you know there is enough automation that would take away jobs it's just you cannot employ that many people was the idea okay and so this was the most libertarian way to solve that problem okay because everybody gets the same amount of money and then they can do with it what they want mm-hmm. and it also solves the problem that they've always had of how do you account for, I mean, it doesn't solve it, but it helps with the problem. How do you account for people who start off life with so many resources that success is easy? Okay. Because it hurts their argument that success is merit-based. And so they're like, well, if we give everybody money, then okay. it will be more merit-based. All right, I guess I get, I yeah. guess I understand the logic behind it. I don't know. Libertarians and, are just and, weird well, there, to me. But there are other ideas that it would get rid of the social safety net, which they really don't like. Okay. And so they're like, instead of instead of uh, welfare payments or food stamps or Social Security, here's your thousand, you know, whatever. In Yang, Yang's case, it's a thousand bucks now. Here's a thousand bucks a month. That's what you get. Do you know what you That's know what bothers me about libertarians? It's like when I go into a conversation with somebody, I like to know if if they're a Democrat, I can get a good idea of what their policies are, their beliefs are. We may differ in certain things or ways of achieving things but for the most part we're similar and if you're a republican vice versa i know exactly what to get what the conversations can get when it's a libertarian i have no idea what they're gonna say so it just drives me crazy can't have a conversation with them it's like yeah i'm pro-choice it's like what's this person gonna say is this person gonna be for life because you don't know it, it, yeah with the libertarian you never know yeah you just never when know it comes I, that's why issues, I, yeah. I don't i don't like libertarians <laughs> and i mean i i don't really dislike them but just well mostly because they're just their ideology is insane yeah it's like i mean uh, almost of any ideology in the current political sphere 
theirs might be the most dangerous, even with the social freedoms. So with that said, would you have, if you had the choice, like you get to pick right now, Gary Johnson or Donald Trump, and whatever you pick is going in, no votes. You're the one vote. Who are you picking to vote? Or who are you picking to go into the presidency? Oh, Gary Johnson. Still Gary Johnson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, just, I, mean I, just, I knew that was coming because that was yeah. my answer as well. But yeah. that's just a testament of how bad Trump is, where it's like, you just said uh, maybe the most dangerous in the world, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, he's still good. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, he doesn't adhere strictly to that ideology. I mean, he was the governor of New Mexico, and yeah. he didn't run New Mexico that's that true. way. That is true. Um, like, if you said Donald Trump or, like, a diehard, yeah. like, you know, internet libertarian, then maybe it would be Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, a lot of libertarians that I spoke to, at least, or that I knew, Warren huge on Gary Johnson. It wasn't like Ron Paul. When Ron Paul mm -hmm. ran, it was like, yes, that was like their yeah. Bernie Sanders. Gary Johnson yeah. is like their Tom Steyer, honestly. It's just, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. They, they weren't all that excited about him. But the interesting thing is that other people seem to be, like non-libertarians, yeah. seem to like him, especially as compared to Trump. Right. <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting. But Maybe uh, it'll be Gary Johnson again. It could be. I mean, like, be. they... The Green Party's done that with Jill Stein for like three three consecutive times, I think. Well, actually, that's another good question. We don't know who they're running either. Okay. And I don't think it's Again, Jill Stein. Remember, relevance only. <laughs> Listen, well, when you win. You asked as, about the libertarians, I thought it's just as fair to We ask get almost as many downloads as the Green Party gets national votes, okay? So let's not really focus on. <laughs> the only thing that would be interesting is if they were to go with Jill Stein, which I, I just don't ever foresee that happening anymore but if they were to go with jill stein just mm -hmm. for the drama alone that'd be the only interest that i would have in that that's it honestly Fair or maybe enough. fuck it maybe they'll go with tulsi gabbard or maybe the libertarians will go with tulsi gabbard i don't know nothing makes sense anymore <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where things were so easy to understand i was just watching uh, the night that Obama won in 2008. I just, mm -hmm. I, I felt like I wanted to rewatch that moment, no matter what you think about his policies or whatnot. It was a fucking incredible event. And I forgot how badly Obama spanked McCain in that election. Like, it mm -hmm. destroyed him. When they announced his presidency, like he won, he already had over 300 delegates. So he crushed him. Um, yeah. But I was watching that, and then I watched John McCain's speech, and when he mentioned Obama for the first time in his speech, people in the crowd started booing, and John McCain mm. fucking stopped them. He put his yeah. hand out, and he was like, stop. It's over. That's not anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and things were just normal. He conceded, called it quits, didn't make a fool of himself, said, I'm done. I'm going to die in eight years. Have a good life. <laughs> And then they went to Obama and he had this incredible speech, a lot of celebration. There were no antics. Things just made sense. And then I mm -hmm. turned on CNN and it's like, I just farted and sniffed it. And like, that's a normal day. That was his tweet. That was his last yeah. tweet. Yeah. And everybody's okay with that because that's the yeah. way it is. Well, no, obviously not everybody's okay with <laughs> I just, just like, sorry, I needed to go on this little rant because it just bothers me. It's just like, me. what are you supposed to do? I just miss it, Austin. Like, I know. Like, trust me, I'm happy that Bernie's running and like he wouldn't have run in old time politics, but like, I don't know. It was just <laughs> like how 2008 nice. is now old time politics. <laughs> oh, it was like eight years ago. It was totally old time politics. Things have changed. Things have changed in just four years. <laughs> like, whatever you want to call that previous period. 
stops in 2016. It's a new yeah. life. Those are old time politics. Old time politics. <laughs> old time politicking. <laughs> I read a megaphone. Well, I will give Obama this. He definitely got the mm. hope part of his hope and change. That's true. Now it was like he gave people a lot of hope, and then when he didn't change anything, then they lost it, and they elected Donald Trump. I did say this and out loud. Are, my my dad are. was right next to me when we were watching that moment again, and I looked at all the people crying, and I I was getting emotional. I looked at them, and in like a tear dropped from my right eye, and I was like, mm. "Man, all of you were just so fooled." <laughs> Yeah. It's like everyone I of you is so fooled. I was too. I was there. Mm-hmm. I was in the same boat. I was so yeah. excited when that happened. Now I didn't. I never thought that Obama was a progressive, but I thought that this was like the best chance that we had. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of things did change for the better, and a lot of good things happened. But you know, fracking, fracking, and fracking, and then putting all of the very people who are responsible for. The financial crisis into the government to fix it. We drain the like, swamp. Well, who better to fix it than them? It's like anybody. Yeah, Donald Trump. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> we could have like, avoided all this if we just made him Secretary of the Treasury. That's it. It's like yeah. I have all of your money today, and you all owe it to me. Income tax is now one hundred percent. Everything goes right to me. Oh, and he wouldn't want to be called Secretary either. No. I'm now the Director of the Treasury. Secretary's Excuse a lady me. job. I'm the president <laughs> of the treasury. <laughs> uh, oh, that would be pot. President of treasury. I'd yeah, want to be the pot to president of treasury, treasury, but I also can't count past like eight. So let's just avoid that situation. <laughs> um. So, okay. So I, I wanted to we'll move on a little bit. We're going to go yeah. further to the left. Now, okay, we started Ooh. right, and now I want to go back on. to the left lane, <laughs> like like we're living in it almost. Oh, yeah. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> okay, uh, most recent poll came out of Iowa, and it's fucking fantastic news. Very, very fantastic news, actually. Uh, Bernie Sanders now has a lead in Iowa, and I believe the Ooh. average is about two and a half percent. The okay. um, the bad. margin of error is about like five percent. So I mean, it's within the margin, but. He has a lead for the first time officially. Everyone's like, yeah, Bernie's winning. Now, why is this important? Austin has said several times it's not for the Republicans, and it really isn't. Uh, and in theory, it shouldn't matter for the Democrats, but for some fucking odd reason, it does. The yeah, last six Democratic candidates to become the, the primary or the, the winner of the primaries to go to the general have won Iowa. So it is kind and of important. Also- and they've also won that poll that you're referencing. Yes. Um, and, and it's And that's why it's fantastic news. And, and with this, by the way, the same day that this poll came out, Bernie's lead over Trump nationally has also increased slightly, but still has increased. Nice. With all this, and we're, we're going to get into some, some uh, weird things that have happened with Bernie, but um, this is pretty fucking great news. And New Hampshire is also on the... Is being led by Bernie too right now. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're less than a month away at this point. These polls mm-hmm. are tightening, and uh, I've seen several people reference this. Crystal Ball was one of them. This is from the New York Times. Recent polls may be underestimating Bernie Sanders' strength in Iowa. Uh, Crystal Ball pointed out in on Rising, which is apparently my newest favorite show of all time since I referenced it like eighteen times. Um, mentioned that 
uh, yes, Bernie lost Iowa to Clinton, but he also pulled five percent higher. Or he, I'm sorry, he won. He did five percent better than he polled. That is what I should mm-hmm. say. So no. they underestimated him by five percent back then, and she believes it's happening again. And so does New York Times. This this uh, this article says that. Two of the nation's best pollsters have recently weighed in on the state of the Iowa Democratic race with very different results. Uh, one subtle methodology, method, method, I'm not going to be able to say this word right now. Methodology. Yep. No, it's the ickle at the end. Uh, choice. Oh, <laughs> so, methodological. Yeah, that methodological. 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 Uh, <laughs> Choice might explain part of the difference on the balance. There is reason to think Bernie Sanders might be a bit stronger in one of the two polls than the top line results suggested. Uh, The first Iowa survey uh, was the one conducted by Ann Selzer and sponsored by the the main register and CNN. On Friday, it found Mr. Sanders with a three point lead and 20 percent of the vote. Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg were at 17 percent and 16 percent. And Joe Biden was in fourth. With fifteen percent, wow, they really like him there. Yeah, wow, his popularity <laughs> fucking fell. <laughs> what the fuck happened? He was like one or two the entire time, and now he's down to four. Again, all of those are within the margin of error, so it could literally go anyway. Um, on Monday, the other pollster, Monmouth, found Mr. Biden first with twenty-four percent of the vote, nine points higher. Then in the Selzer poll, Mr. Sanders was second with 18%, while Mr. Buttigieg and Ms. Warren landed at 17 and 15. Isn't Warren married? Yeah, she's married. Hmm. This article has Ms. MS. Um, What were you about to say? No, I just saying it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know why that Monmouth poll. Oh. It seems like such an outlier. Yeah, because all of the other Iowa polls have put Bernie in front. Yeah, no, except, and Biden nowhere near the front. Except Mom. it's either been Bernie, Warren, or Buttigieg. Just, uh, that's bizarre. Uh, either way, the race is close. Oh, by the way, it's Ms. I remember. Isn't that you could use that? It's like generic. Yeah, you can use that if yeah. you're married. Yeah, I remember English. I remember that from high school. Honestly, that's what it should be. Like these, that the fact that there's these distinctive uh, differences, mm-hmm. like Miss and Mrs. Oh, yeah, men don't have that. Yeah, normally I see most people do their uh, their their title, so like senator, 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 stuff like that. Yeah, that seems more. But I mean, appropriate. I mean, that's I mean, it's just get into linguistic. That's the language of ownership. Ah, that's how you know. That's why the, there's a difference. Miss, True. okay, she's still available. You know, I can still have Mrs. Out. Oh, she's taken. Right. Where men don't have that because they didn't. It's you know, just Mister. Yeah. People don't own men. You know, unless you're black, but <laughs> <laughs> then they they usually don't put a Mister in front of that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, any of the four leading candidates could prevail, given the long history of the late movement in Iowa caucus polling. In general, modest disagreements between polls ought to be expected, and it's no surprise that polls would frequently show different winners in a four uh, But either way, uh, this talks about the same things that happened last time that they did these polls, where yeah. they didn't weigh certain things into, into consideration, and they're not, again, for the same exact poll. So if yeah. that's the case, and they're, not, and they're literally just kind of copying the same poll, essentially, yeah. then Bernie could be five points ahead of what he's already polling at. I mean, that's the thing. There's just no way. It's very, very difficult to account right. for a caucus, the type of voters that he brings up, and, and and the fact that it's a caucus. Yeah, well, that too. That makes it even more difficult. Yeah, and the thing is, yeah, like if certain, 
the difference between I can't remember what I think it's like fifteen points. Like if you're under that, mm-hmm. your voters have to go somewhere else. Yeah, and that is hard too. Mm-hmm. Well, account for which is like, crazy. You think you do it. let's say we go in with that first poll and oh, shit. You know what I realized we just forgot what we forgot to bid adieu to Cory Booker. Oh yeah, dropped out of the presidential no, uh, yeah. campaign. So. Yeah, that's right. We're not talking about him because he's not relevant. Um, uh, au revoir, Corey. <laughs> it's been yeah, fun. Bye. Um, yeah. But yeah, cry about it at a charter school. <laughs> What'd you say? I said he can go cry about it to a charter school. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it, or or big pharma. <laughs> pick yeah. pick your choice. Seriously, what a lame candidate Cory Booker turned out to be. I didn't want so to, lame. I didn't want to lower your profits. It's like <laughs> I a couple stations have tried to like point race out as a factor. And listen, I'm with it. It's it's one. It's the Democratic Party is supposed to be the party of diversity between the two at least and mm-hmm. all the candidates that are going to be on the stage tonight in the last debate when we're recording this are all white but it's literally you just there were four i think four uh candidates uh, of color they're they're they just sucked it had nothing to do with color there's nothing to we kicked the white people out too if you suck you suck mm-hmm. <laughs> there there are plenty of uh people of color who could who should be in these races Rather than the ones that we have, mm-hmm. and there will be soon. AOC, when she runs for president, she will be one, yeah. and yeah, she'll make exactly. it to all the debate stages. I can almost mm, guarantee no. that. Uh, but anyway, oh, just to wrap more. up with yeah. Iowa, uh, it, it, we don't know what's going to happen. The fact that Bernie's polling this high just means more people are likely to show up for these caucus events to mm. vote. It's going to be interesting. If Bernie wins, I'll be very, very fucking excited. You know what's funny is that my. Just the the word methodological has been rolling around in my brain. And then it just made me think that that just sounds like two different words. Like like if if you're branding something, like, why did you use that method? This method is illogical. (laughs) And then I realized that is the name of my cover band, Method Illogical. Method illogical, my God! Yeah. What a what a stoned way to get to your band. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> so good luck with that, Joe. Yeah, I don't. Methodological. I, I have no idea what that could even be. Not even speaking of uh, an illogical method for something. Let's talk about what the Elizabeth Warren campaign's been up to. Yeah. Okay. Let's do oh. that. That's that's a yeah. All right. Let's start with segways uh, are on fire today. <laughs> All right, so I'll give you two choices. You get to pick which one we talk about first. Oh, it's like a little, okay. it's like a little game that we're gonna play. The first fake schmear or the second fake schmear. The first one is about volunteers, and the second one is the other story that's not about volunteers. Uh, let's start with the volunteer okay, one first, because that's the more boring that, of the two, anyway. I know it was the first one that broke. Yes, so. and and it is the first one that broke. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> So I pulled this article from the New York Daily News. The headline is Elizabeth Warren claims Bernie Sanders volunteers are, quote, trashing, end quote, uh, her after call script leaks. Um, 
I guess I'll read a little bit from the article. Stop me whenever you want. Uh, Bernie Sanders has suddenly become the favorite in the Iowa caucus, according to the poll released on Friday. And the Vermont Senator's newfound status as the frontrunner in the first state to vote for a Democratic presidential candidate has conceded uh, with newfound hostility from Elizabeth Warren, the next farthest left choice in the race. On Saturday night, Political reported on a leaked script. First of all, it's coming from Political. Politico. So just, you know. Take note. They're the, they're the same publication that basically called Bernie a greedy Jew. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so. They that said that uh, the script was used by Sanders volunteers when talking to voters. The script included sample responses to use if voters say they were leaning for one or the other three major candidates in the race: Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, and Elizabeth Warren. If voters were supporting Biden, for example, the script notes his lack of young. Uh, support among young people and weaknesses in his record. For Buttigieg, the script uh, instructs the volunteers to mention his lack of support among youthful voters and African Americans. For Warren, the script criticizes her chances by winning nothing that her voter base consists of uh, as affluent, highly educated people who will vote Democrat no matter what. Uh, Quote, she's bringing no new bases into the Democratic Party, the script says. That's true. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. It is true. Uh, Also, I find it so hilarious that they... They're like, look at how they are smearing us, calling us affluent. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. College educated. <laughs> how dare you call me affluent and college educated? <laughs> it's like, is that the insult? It, like, yeah. Her voter base consists of affluent, highly educated people who will vote Democrat no matter what. Oh, there you go with the slanders again. <laughs> That's like the nicest of the three. Should just call it the slanders campaign. Like the other two were literally Joe is old and Pete Buttigieg is racist, and then yeah. Elizabeth Warren is like, "You're super fucking smart, and you're going to vote for Democrats." Yeah, you're smart and rich, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> like what the fuck? How is this a problem? Uh. Uh, the I'm sure claim- there's a bunch of people who spit out their wine at that one. <laughs> <laughs> the claim Sanders makes about Warren's base survive at least some scrutiny, thanks to the massive amount of data cl- uh, from small donors given to the FEC by Democratic fundraising platform ActBlue. Based on the donors' self-described occupations, Sanders leads with uh, Sanders leads with other candidates, including Warren, in support from people with low-wage jobs and in occupations where few workers have bachelor degrees. But mm. Warren, who trails Sanders 20 to 17 percent in the new or latest Iowa poll, took offense to the script's character characterization of her base. Quote, I was disappointed to hear that Bernie's sending his volunteers out to trash me, she said on Sunday. We're I hope Bernie reconsiders and turns his campaign a different direction. Nah. Do you want her, did you want him to actually smear you? Like you, you, nah. she, he could have said you're in the military's pocket. But he didn't. No, no. Or that the followers are just, you know. Bernie like, supporters who are just not as educated? I, I mean. No, actually, a lot of them are just uh, craven Hillary supporters who, who are still bitter about right. 2015. I just don't think that there is anything here. Like, if anybody should be making a stink, it, it should be Pete Buttigieg. Because Biden probably uh, he probably can't even see without his glasses, but Pete Buttigieg was probably like like reading reading that and saying, "Oh, I'm not good with African Americans." Like you're technically calling me a little bit of a racist. Like that would piss me off. But saying my voters are highly educated—that's <laughs> great. How dare you say I'm not good with the black community? <laughs> 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I am off to a Napa Valley wine fundraiser. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so, so stupid. Um, I guess this is from an email. Uh, this is from a tweet from Daniel Strauss. It says, in a funding email to supporters, Elizabeth Warren shoots back at those Bernie Sanders talking points. When I heard that description, I didn't recognize it. That doesn't describe me or many of my passionate volunteers and organizers Actually, that I know. This type of attack isn't about disagreeing on issues. It's about dis, uh, dismissing or dismissing uh, the potency of our grassroots movement. Oh, okay. So she's saying that, like, oh, my, everyone in my support is rich. That's what she thinks. Yeah, that's what she's using to fundraise off of. I get it. I get it. I get the affluent part, but you're still really not wrong. Like this isn't this isn't really a, sh- a schmear. It's not even a knock. I'm gonna say schmear. Schmear, yeah, schmear. Because he's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's the worst thing that happened between Warren and Sanders. This. Oh, I just opened up another article. Elizabeth Warren's fake beef with Bernie Sanders is a sign that the primaries are heating up. Well. Fuck what is me it with, sideways? What happened what, now? What is it with uh, you know, Sanders, Warren, and then like a meat keyword at the end? That's right. We had salami to start the show, and we're and we're now at the fake beef. No. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, Impossible Burger. No, find it's like out Elizabeth, no. War, Elizabeth Warren's Impossible Burger with Bernie Sanders. Mm. Those are good. It's true because it's not real beef. Yeah, right? you're right. Yeah. Uh, this article comes from the very um you know prominent political source teen vogue uh ah. presidential contenders bernie sanders and elizabeth warren have had a bit of a dust up i guess that's to say the least um essentially what happened is um i i don't know exactly where it came from is there a video associated with this or is it just what warren said uh, well, I think originally it was or leaked to the press by four unnamed staffers. Okay, so Elizabeth Warren, her husband, and her kids. I, no, I doubt it. I, if I were to guess, I would guess it was four staffers from her presidential campaign mm-hmm. that were formerly in Hillary's. Mm, that makes sense. That because according, sense. Cause according to sources, um, this was, that was not an intentional story. Okay. They didn't leak that on purpose. And so that makes me think that some Hillary staffers were very upset mm-hmm. that Bernie was doing well. And they took it upon themselves to try to stop him. Okay. And then she came out and after eight hours of not saying anything, finally made a statement basically saying that he did say it. Right. Okay. So that's where that picks up. Yeah. So the the yeah. thing that she says he said is that women have no chance of becoming president. Essentially, no. um, I, I can probably pull up the exact quote of what she says that he's saying. Um, this is uh, and believe it or not, it, this article even talks about the story that we just talked about because this all happened no. within this past week. Yeah. No. But um, yeah, pretty much that. Women can't be president is what she's claiming Sanders said. But yeah. the fascinating thing to me is besides, and we'll get into their personal beef in just a second, but for every smear or schmear that you can find that somebody's trying to like attack Bernie Sanders on or with, there's mm-hmm. a video of him sometime in his life saying the exact opposite thing. 
Yeah, you know, don't, it's always really funny. Yeah, you don't have that with every candidate because not every candidate's been in Congress for as long as Bernie and mm-hmm. not as many people have stayed as true to the word as Bernie. But there's so many videos that I've been finding just by scrolling on Twitter for five minutes that show mm-hmm. Bernie saying, of course, women have the, the ability to become president. Not only that, but we need to start pushing for more women to get in politics and this and that. And yeah. he said that over the years. So I highly doubt and I'm not the only one. A lot of people no, are on my side with this one. This is the weird thing, yeah. But like, no one believes Warren on this. Literally no, this no is, one. Right, this Austin? is the thing that I never thought. <laughs> this hurt, would, didn't it? I would see. Well, uh, I know what you think I'm going to talk about. Oh, I'm going to get there in a okay. second. But just the fact that almost everybody, including mm-hmm. Morning Joe. Yeah. Um, Al Sharpton. Yeah. Saw like, that the new york times Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because even they they uh released an article that said that they talked to people with knowledge of the conversation and that he didn't say that what he said was she asked him if he thought a woman could win and he said that trump will use anything to try and win you know he will do any nefarious act to try and win including the fact that she's a woman no yeah but it's like, but he never said that he didn't think a woman not. could win. At the very least, and I thought no maybe way he, he would said something. ever say that to her. I'm sorry, say no, what happened? No, there's no way he would ever say that to her. No, absolutely because not. Because it's just stupid. <laughs> like, for, for yeah. one, politically, he's way too smart for that. So yeah. if he really believed that, he would not actually say that to a political opponent, number one. Number two, his message from his entire life has been one of the exact opposite but like i thought maybe this was an up like a warren taking something that bernie said similar to that but like completely taking the all the context out because like i can see bernie saying of course women can't win because the system is designed for women not to win or something like that because in a lot of ways that's pretty true it's like women have a hard time winning the presidency and becoming ceos not because women are incapable but because the system that this country has created makes it fucking harder for women to do that. I can nah. see Bernie saying that, but I don't think he would like, he wouldn't say that no. in that dinner. No, I, I agree. Even if he were trying to make that point, There's he no wouldn't way. say that. I would say that, but I'm not Bernie. No, nah. I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that to a woman running for president and I'm not even sure I believe that. I don't. Like, yeah. I think, I, I, don't I think the right female candidate could be Trump and I probably agree. pretty easily. It's just that, it just makes I don't it harder. Know if that person is running, it, it just this country makes it really hard. But no. like I said, I, I don't think that's even the case. I, I think, and I honestly thought like Elizabeth Warren could have been that person, but she, I, I had immediate fears about her being able to beat him when she took that DNA test mm-hmm. to try to prove that yeah. she was Native American, and I was like, that is such a huge fucking mistake. So many because, mistakes, little ones too, yeah. but they just built up. Like I mean, yeah. you saw in November, early December, she was. She she was leading everything. Yeah. The whole country was like, oh, yeah, we're going to vote for Warren. Yeah. And that just and then, died. It just she, died. Well, she just gave into that stupid need. I know. To like Appeal. try to prove that you can pay for yep. Medicare for all. And mm-hmm. it's like, don't, the one thing you don't want to do in a presidential campaign is tie yourself into really, really specific details. Because just by, virtue of having a legislature they're going to have to change yeah and it's a very similar problem obama made um not when he was campaigning but like when he told people you know if you like your doctor you can keep your doctor it's Mm -hmm. like 
this is just not possible in almost any plan. Yeah, As a matter of fact, yeah. Medicare for all would be the closest to that, that being true. <laughs> That's yeah, because you could just yeah, go but to even that doctor. Then, yeah, but even then you can't guarantee it because no. who knows what, you know. And so when Obama said that, it's just why would you give such specific detail? Right. Like just lay out the broad strokes of your policy. And then the legislature will work it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you would imagine. You know, and, and like when people, people always bring up that Nancy Pelosi quote where she says that, oh, we need to pass it to see what's in it. And I think I understand what she was saying. It's very inarticulate. But she's basically saying like it needs to work its way through the legislature so we can, you know, hammer out all the details. I can't tell you exactly right now because it's not the final bill yet. Right, of course. And you don't, and I just don't think you want to pin, like, you want to be as specific as possible without being so specific that you're going to be tied to, like, particular wording. Right. Or things when you actually go to draft the legislation. I think that is a huge mistake that she made. And then when she decided that her best uh, tactic would be to break it up into two separate bills. Yeah, it, it started devolving right before yeah. our very eyes. The well, whole plan just def- just deflated yeah. in front of us because here's the thing and and medicare for all i like healthcare is a really important topic to me as a matter of fact it's the thing that i think that in foreign policy i would pick of a candidate before anything else almost yeah I, i'm close to that yeah i, I would so, probably lean more toward right now uh environment as like if i had to pick a second thing just because oh, everything's yeah. really shit right now That's with that true. but yeah definitely yeah. healthcare for me i yeah. it's so it's so needed in this country and so what people need to realize is that when they say that it's unrealistic that you could get the Senate to pass mm-hmm. Medicare for all, it is equally as unrealistic that you get them to pass public option. Oh, yeah. Because Republicans are opposed to this to the same degree. It's not like they're softer on a public option. They don't want it, period. Right. Of course. So the idea that you're going to break it into two separate bills is, I, I think, more magical thinking than getting the in, one bill. in a lot of ways yeah for sure yeah. for sure uh and then not too long after i started seeing the devolvement of her the devolving of her uh her plan uh it, it just started seeing like every little plan that she had started going a little bit more to the center it's like yeah. it's like every single candidate that is somewhat left who gets to the very top has this desire to try to appeal to even more people by changing what made you popular. Like I firmly well, believe that she was at her peak when she was the most progressive of her, of her campaign. And once yeah. she started going to the center, now she's barely hanging on. Yeah. And it's, and it's just that thing that they listen to their consultants and you never, ever want to do that. Yeah. Like never do you want to listen to your consultants. In a way, it's the same thing that Joe, like Bernie and Joe, are doing the exact same thing. Like Joe Biden is sticking to his centrism. That you know, he's not changing his platform now that he's no. like at the top to a more progressive platform. He's staying exactly what made him popular. Bernie's doing the same thing. Bernie could change and go to centrism if he wanted to, no. but he's not, and that's why well, what he's would be popular. The point? Nobody would, nobody would uh, yeah. follow him. Though. Buttigieg, right? Buttigieg at one point said he was for Medicare for all, and we talked about that, and we are like, okay, this might not be bad. As yeah. soon as he started getting to the center, now no one likes him. I don't know anybody who likes Buttigieg anymore. No. So, it, it's, it's a dumb plan that never fucking seems to work. Mm-mm. And Warren is a, another victim of it, and now she's just trying to desperately smear Bernie because... The, the path to her winning is no longer Buttigieg 
or Biden. It's I have to take down Bernie. I, I yeah. like it feels like she was going after the others, and then just yeah. like being on Bernie's side. But now she like I can't do that. And the funny thing is, I thought for sure, oh, well, they, you know, the centrist trolls will latch onto this, and this will be yeah the story right? forever. And I thought, I thought this the really, same thing. I thought this really could hurt him. And then when you start looking around and seeing people react, I was shocked. Even Sally Albright. <laughs> this is where Sally I thought you were Albright. Going. Yeah, <laughs> the worst person mm-hmm. on earth, <laughs> Sally Albright. Mm-hmm. If she thinks it's stupid. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. And I could, I was so shocked I know, when I saw it hurts. that. I was like, That's how what? I felt when I started agreeing with fucking Peter Dow. It's the same yeah. exact feeling. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. get it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very obvious. And I was in the same boat. I was waiting. I, I always hop on Twitter when something like this breaks. Because mm-hmm. if I see Twitter and, and, and I see these uh, hashtags trending like, Bernie is a sexist or something like that. I'm like, fuck. Whether or not it's a really big detriment to his campaign, it obviously got people's attention. But hours after, nothing happened. And then I wake up this morning and I see a a hashtag. um, It was like... Oh, refund Warren. Refund Warren. I I was fucking floored. I couldn't believe that. Not only that... The calls for refunds have been so high that Act Blue is um, experienced such high volumes they are having trouble processing. <laughs> they all canceled of the Warren. The internet fucking canceled a politician. Like, I mean, I guess that has happened, so it's not that shocking. Yeah. But like, they've canceled Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I, I I was just completely shocked at the complete turnaround that this had. And it, it was just, if anything, it, just it might have completely derailed her campaign for good. Yeah. And the thing is, if it's true that these leaks were not planned by the campaign mm-hmm. and that it was rogue staffers or whatever, that is not good for the candidate who says, I have a plan for that. Yeah, that's very Because maybe what you need a plan for is managing your campaign. Because mm-hmm. clearly, if that wasn't intentional, then you have no control anymore. Yep. And the staffers are doing, you know, what staffers do is they're lashing out in the best way they think. Because the problem is they live in that world all the time, 24-7. And they, and when you get into that, it's like, you know, being in a sport. Like, you just want to win so bad, you can't see the bigger picture. And they're, you know, they're picking a fight with another player. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like a fight on yeah. a football field. Yep, it's like it really this, is. You're just going to get penalized yeah. for this. You're going to hurt the team. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah, that's it's. I don't. And you see it with campaigns all the time, and that yeah. shit happens all the time. It's like you're not yeah. really helping. Uh, no. Some in some can in some cases you may be like in in an anti campaign like a Trump campaign where it just seems like the only press is negative press. Maybe yeah. in a situation like that, that'll work. But mm-hmm. that's such a rare thing. I hope. I really hope it's a rare I, thing. I don't think it's that rare on the Republican side. But if you want to win the Democratic primary, you can't be doing that. No. No, you, you can't. And, and then the other idea, like, you think you're going to be able to attack Daddy Bernie, the one no. who started this progressive movement? Like, no. even if Bernie wasn't even close to the top of this race, he still has a fan base and a support base that is so much more powerful than people think. Like, you're not going to take, you are not going to win over Bernie Sanders supporters by attacking their daddy. You're just not going to do it. 
And the thing is, and and really, I mean, if you really think about it, she brought this on herself because he asked her in 2015 to run. He was practically begging her to run against Hillary Clinton because nobody was going to. And then he's like, all right, I'll do it. Because he wanted those issues to be, because he didn't think he could win. Mm. And so he wanted those issues to be in the national debate. Yep. And he's like, my goal is to push Hillary Clinton left. Right. And I'm sure he thought that Warren could actually win the nomination. Yeah. But when she didn't do it, he's like, well, the best I can do is move the, you know, the conversation to the left. Yeah. And little did he know, he almost won. Yeah, almost won. Started yeah. this most likely generational movement, political yeah. movement, uh, yeah. and has made universal healthcare a talking point in the Democratic Party. I was going to say like a, like a part of their platform because at the very beginning of all these debates, it seemed like most candidates were for universal health care. And then as these yeah. debates went on, it's like back to Jess Bernie. Of course. Sincerely, it's just back to Bernie. I think Castro has still said that he's for universal health care. And Warren's plan to an extent is universal health care, I guess. But it's not even really anymore. Or it's I mean, closely. it is. It's just that the, the funding mechanism, I think, is untenable yeah like you i don't think you can fund medicare for all the way she wants to mm. because the thing she wants to do is to not raise taxes on the middle class right but the thing is the middle class right now is paying taxes mm -hmm. we call them premiums yeah and the middle class is already paying them and these you know if you raise me it would be lower but she she's trying to like tax these certain areas just i just don't think it would work no. and that's why i liked it when bernie just said from the beginning yeah. right <laughs> Yeah, we are going to raise yeah. the middle class tax rate, but it's going to be less than you pay in premiums. Yeah, didn't he get so a it's going to be a net savings for everybody? Um, from one of one of the Democratic uh, candidates, yeah, I think it was Buttigieg. I think yeah. it was Mayor Pete, and yeah. he was like, "Well, at least Bernie is admitting that it's going to go up." <laughs> it's like he's like, "Goddamn right!" Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's completely useless. Um, to, like you said, if, if it is from within her own campaign, it just it, it makes no sense. Either way, yeah. this is uh, kind of good news for Bernie. It turned what could have turned yeah. into something really bad turned into like fantastic news. And I have to say, like, I don't want to, you know, make any predictions or anything. But there are points in this campaign where I thought for sure, you know, this is this is it. Mm -hmm. And every time he's rebounded stronger yeah. than he was before. Well, at this point, it's like they're not even affecting him. Like yeah. on, honestly, Trump bashed Sanders all week. And but People here's that. But, but that's where I was going to go. It reminds me, in a you know, in the opposite. Like you feel the opposite way, but it reminds me of watching Trump pick up momentum. It really does. Yeah. Like nothing. But it, it's, and, and we're at the going, point now where what it's burning. the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. Like there's nothing they can do to take him down. Nothing. Because the thing is, once you capture that idea that everybody's against you and the thing is and i think this is why it was such a mistake by the warren campaign is that the people who tend to vote for sanders already feel like you know they're supporting the one candidate mm -hmm. that is outside of the way washington works right and when you see the way the media treats him they either don't talk about him or they criticize him right yeah up until recently yeah but that was the case and so and I know a lot of Bernie supporters who thought, yes, it is like that, but maybe Warren might be the exception. Yeah, yeah, so, there were you know, a we lot of Bernie supporters saying yeah. that. So we could stick it out with either one. But when you turn, you know, when you do this, you know, when you use this tactic against him, 
it just makes people think, no, this really is just us against the world. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what the Trump campaign did. And it worked. Us against the it, world. And when you and when people start to feel that us against the world, there's nothing you yeah. can say I know. that's going to take that away. I know. It, 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 you're, you're 100% accurate. Couldn't have said anything no. better myself. No. Um, and I guess uh, the, uh, we have one more story we, we both wanted to talk about, and it involves oh, yeah. AOC. It does, yeah. Um, Ocasio-Cortez creates PAC to push back on the Democratic Party's blacklisting rule. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we talked about this. Um, I'll read a little bit from this Washington Post article. WAPO! Uh, yeah. Um, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez announced that she had formed a political action committee on Saturday to help raise funds for progressive primary candidates. Uh, the congresswoman has been a vocal opponent of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committees, or the DCCC, uh, policy to blacklist vendors and firms that work with candidates mounting primary challenges against Democratic incumbents. I don't know if we talked about that. That might have I, been I a think, story that no, happened No, I think we in did. Between. I think we may have did mentioned we? that. Because okay. um, I remember uh, Kansas. Remember there was a progressive running in Kansas yes. or something like that? And, and AOC went there and backed them. And I think he ended up winning or some, no. something like that. I remember no, but that I was about the time we talked about it. Yeah, but I don't remember there. I don't remember us talking about the official, like the official no, DCCC stance. Yeah, no, not the official, yeah. but we talked okay. about like so, this idea. But I want to talk about that because it's really important. Okay, go for it. The, the official DCCC stance is that if you are a vendor, a consultant, or a volunteer for a primary challenger to an incumbent Democrat, you are blacklisted from the DCCC. Right. So if you somehow overcome that and win, they will not help you again. Right. You will be blacklisted. You cannot work for them. You cannot work for an incumbent that you like. Blacklisted totally. So AOC said, like, each Democrat is supposed to pay dues to the DCCC because the DCCC helps them yeah. supposedly win campaign, although they tried to end her campaign. They did. They 100% yeah. did. Yeah, because they were helping Joe Crowley, the yeah, incumbent. I would be bitter too, by the way. <laughs> it's yeah. not even just bitter. There's, there's a point that she makes, but go ahead. Yeah. And so she said, instead of paying her dues, which I believe are $225,000, mm -hmm. which is also crazy to think about that. Yeah. Like each member of Congress has to pay that much money to the DCCC. It, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. She's already raised over $300,000 for other Democrats. Okay incumbents and people who are primary uh, incumbents and so she decided you know what i'm just gonna keep that yeah those dues that why should i pay for the organization that tried to beat me yeah seriously Go and i'm gonna <laughs> form my own political action committee to fundraise for these candidates and i believe the last figure i heard was they were over two hundred thousand dollars already raised within 24 that's hours crazy yeah that's crazy. You know, I, I was thinking about this too. Like, let's say the Democrats or the DCCC, CCC would be just like, you know what, AOC, you're not paying your funds, you're out. You can't be a Democrat no. anymore. No. I think AOC's at that point now where it's, it doesn't fucking matter that she's a Democrat. If she yeah. runs for Congress again, which she she'll win. will, just like Bernie. she'll win. Because yeah. it's AOC. It's just yeah. like Bernie in Vermont. Like, yeah. you know, the only cares that he's not a Democrat. It's Bernie Sanders. You're still voting yeah. for him. That's AOC's well, I position. Mean, Vermont is is also particular because they don't, the way they do party affiliation is very strange. It is. And I don't it know is. it off the top of my head exactly how they do it. Yeah. But 
it's it's very different. Mm-hmm. So Vermont's kind of a tough. Yeah, but I still think that AOC. Will no, I think still it's win. true. If AOC, I think if AOC ran in her district, uh, as long as she wasn't a Republican. Yeah, we, yeah, win. exactly. Which that, yeah. but that'll never happen. Obviously, that'll but never then happen. like the Democrats could put up a centrist against her, and and like you know, it's a Democrat versus. Well, they're trying to be like, who cares? It's AOC. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe she's facing eleven challengers on uh, both sides. Really? Yeah. AOC like, is. There's like five Republicans and there's like four Democrats yeah. trying to run. So there you them. go. Yeah. It's like you're already doing it. So fucking you, like I, I I'm not gonna completely trust the DCCCCCC. If no. like AOC did pay the two hundred fifty thousand, like I don't necessarily think that they're gonna funnel the money back to her campaign if there's a centrist who fits their platform better running against well, her. Well, no, I don't think they would fund anybody against her i just don't think they put any money in at all because it's a safe democrat it's, district yeah that that's a good so. point too but uh, either way uh bravo congrats that's an awesome thing that she's doing i hope yeah. more democrats will wake up to that uh, especially the progressive ones and th- those are the only ones that are really going to be any concern to this is going to be the, Dem- uh, the progressive democrats yeah. what's well, cool no, she. I saw your post. That you posted something like, "I think she's going to be like my favorite politician or the best politician of my lifetime." I it, think she will be. Yeah. It does have that feeling. Like this mm-hmm. is our, uh, I guess, what's a good example? Uh, like I, I our feel FDR like this, kind of thing. Almost. I feel. I, I feel like she almost rises to the level of like Nelson Mandela. Oh yeah. Yeah. She well, feels like this just. And I know it doesn't seem like it, but I feel like if she won, she would be this unifying. Well, like, especially because by the know. time I don't no, know by the, t- by the time she runs, the demographics are going to shift true much more to the Democrat side, mm-hmm. and so unifying Democrats will end up being all that's important. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which okay, that I can see. Uh, as far as like a country, I, I think the Republicans no, have made the Republicans her Republican will hate number one. Her. Yeah. No, or they will. Yeah, maybe. she she will not be able to win them up. Is she but, more disliked by Fox News than Nancy Pelosi? Oh, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. I think that was true. And then Nancy Pelosi impeached the president. So she's back to that. No. But after this is over, when the Senate throws out the case or whatever they're going to do, or they throw out the impeachment or they they do the impeachment, but not really do the impeachment, um, maybe then AOC will go back to number one enemy oh, yeah. on Fox, probably. She'll be back. Yeah. Should be back. It's fun. I like it. I like seeing because uh, we're, when we're looking at articles, there are a lot of AOC articles on Fox, which yeah. is like, why? Well, it's because mm-hmm. Republicans don't like her. They're scared no. of her. Like she is literally the uh, the symbol of everything that you don't want, <laughs> yeah, except the but, poor Republicans who should want everything that she stands for. But, but the thing is, she's also attractive, and that's what they can't wrap their heads around. Yeah. Like, and I think that's why she drives them crazier mm-hmm. than Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. because Nancy Pelosi is older and they're rabid misogynists. True. Yeah. And so they see AOC and their brains are just so confused. Yeah, it's like, she's like, hot and I want to like, like her, but her policies yeah. I don't like. But she stands against everything, even more so than Nancy Pelosi, just oh, yeah. against everything that they believe. <laughs> and so I think it's creating this very weird thing in their brains. No, maybe, you know what I just thought about? <laughs> Remember oh, when no. the media? I, don't know if I want to know. What you just thought. <laughs> remember when the Good. media used to uh, call Nancy Pelosi a progressive? <laughs> just, I mean, Fox still does. Fox calls her a socialist. Okay, they still call Obama a socialist, but like, I don't care what. And they Biden, call. they called Biden a socialist. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah. No, not his son. <laughs> like the guy running for president, 
who keep, yeah. keep falling out during debates and mm-hmm. once pitched a completely random ass website that joe mm-hmm. biden that joe biden that's a socialist mm-hmm. i really don't know what a fucking socialist is i guess <laughs> i don't well that's all that's also why that attack will be pointless in a general election because so they're going to call whoever runs socialist. They, democrats are just socialists to the republicans yeah. so yeah, yeah they are exactly yeah. um at this point it's not really about like i don't i don't think any of the democrats should care anything about republicans let them yeah. do their own thing and then you just got to win I the mean, democrats <laughs> when when that when that evangelical magazine called at donald mm-hmm. trump and said that we can't support him anymore yeah, that was funny donald trump called it a left-wing yeah, magazine i saw that yeah it's an evangelical Christian magazine. Found, it was founded no by who? Way. Founded by who? I, oh, I believe it was uh, Billy Graham. It was it? Billy Graham. Yeah, it was Billy Graham. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. The Billy Graham, you know, like the like I, known I, Marxist Billy Graham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, uh, apparently they had split ties with the Graham family, so they're not directly associated with the Grahams, but they're mm. still a religious organization, <laughs> you know, like nah. you're not left wing. Uh, that was funny. That was it. Was great no. to see Billy Graham's son, whose name is Franklin, I believe. What is it? Franklin Graham, right? Yeah, yeah, Franklin. Graham. Um, it was funny to see him go out and be like, "Oh, it's amazing how things have changed and how liberal this organization." It's like, shut the fuck up. You don't Do you know ever, what you're talking about. Do you ever wonder if the Graham family was tempted to use their children's names as like puns? Uh, I mean, they were white, so I guess they were graham crackers. <laughs> well, no, but it, well, like if you had a daughter and you named her Ginger. Oh, or Ted. Oh, my God. The <laughs> options are so great. Actually, those are the only two I can think of. So never yeah. mind. Just have two kids. Uh, this is this is my little kid Insta. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Then by the time oh she's like God. five, people will be like, "I don't get the name." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hmm. Brody, did you understand? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just picking on. Ah, uh, sorry, Brody. Love you. Uh, but, but I mean, you just know how fast like social media stuff moves. It would be like name like if your kid had the name MySpace. You know? Oh, I know. Like people would be like, "Why would you name you? That's just a stupid name." I yeah. was like, "Well, when we had a MySpace, was a thing." I think about that all the time. Like, like these these websites that were so familiar with now like mm-hmm. will they be there in like 30 years it, it looks like not because you had myspace uh what was the one right before tiktok something was before tiktok uh vine uh, vine yeah i don't think i would have thought vine would have ever left it was so fucking popular facebook no. you would think no way for facebook but i eventually all the old people who are in on facebook are gonna die and then no one's gonna be on facebook anymore that's true yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Facebook has lasted longer than I thought. It definitely lasted True. longer than MySpace. And Twitter, yeah. I feel like because now it's a tool for presidential announcements, yeah, it's going to be around, be around for a while. forever. I can see Twitter being around <laughs> for a long time because the concept is still very unique. And there's yeah. no, uh, like, anybody who makes a website close to this is just obviously copying Twitter. It's hard to yeah. steal this idea. You can make a lot of Facebooks. And as and long as you're remember, not a shithead. Yeah, I remember when Instagram was the new number one. No, oh, yeah, and that's kind of faded. What about Snapchat? Snapchat was huge a long yeah, time, Snap- or a couple years Snapchat ago. Snapchat is different. It's not like a like Snapchat's the opposite of social media. It's mm-hmm. like media between 
just two people True. or maybe a couple groups of people. True. True. But it's just like meant to be private. But it's still a connection thing. You still have to, yeah. you can still, believe me, there's a lot of people who just like, they'll, they have, their companies are on Snapchat. So oh, it's still yeah. social media, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was having this conversation with my dad because we said, um, uh, we were talking about AOL mm. and AOL at one point was like the only thing people used. I had my first email was AOL Jeter fan 200 at AOL.com. Just where's AOL now? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You still have to pay for AOL, by the way, you have to pay for that. They give you a little CD. Oh, so bad. Yeah, you used to get free discs in the mail. Yeah, all the time. It's like try out our new AOL Five. I'm like, oh, no. and then there was, <laughs> and then there was the, uh, then there was the dial-up stuff. Oh God, yeah. It was it, like that. It just disappeared so quickly, so fucking. If you really think uh. about it, it seemed like it was forever, but it was only like a few years, and then high speed <laughs> came in. Yeah, it just it took a long time for those years to go by because everything yeah. moves so fucking slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's like I personal story. First time I'll never forget this. First time oh, watching boy. porn on oh, dial-up, no. where the way. Wait, no, hold on, no, no, let's let's clear. It wasn't watching. It, it, it was, was looking waiting. at. <laughs> well, no, it was looking at because they True. were pictures. Yeah, they weren't videos. Video. Were so hard. Video. Like if you, you would have to find a couple second video because, like, you just your computers could not handle videos. No, um, they were pictures. But the pictures, the way that they loaded, now you think they just like pop up in the screen. The way that they're loading, you just don't see because it's super fast. Is one bar at a time from top to bottom. So with dial-up, you see those bars pop up. (laughs) It's like one bar and another. And by the time you were halfway done, you were like the well. By the time you were halfway done, you were almost done. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was it was uh, like early two thousands endurance training. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. And and, but all that is all gone. And I wonder. I always. I just wonder because like Instagram is still really popular, Twitter's mm-hmm. still really popular, but I don't yeah. know if it'll be around. MySpace was I'm amazing. Not sure. yeah. I loved MySpace. Yeah, that's the, I'm just done trying to make like assessments about what's going to happen with technology I, I in know. the future. You just now, you have just, no way of predicting this. Everything I thought is, would be is not yeah. even close to it. And it's and it was the moment I realized I was old. <laughs> it's like I can't understand why one platform is more popular than the other right like why is tiktok more popular now than Instagram? Like, <laughs> yeah i know the, it seems more restrictive why is it more popular yeah and i i guarantee you if i were 12 years old right now i'd know exactly why i i and can I tell, tell you the you. scientific quote-unquote scientific reason because i've seen a couple mm-hmm. clips like surfacing around youtube and whatnot um it's about uh time it's like mm. tiktok videos are very short some are seconds long uh, on Instagram. Know, but, they're still short on Instagram, but they're longer than TikTok on the on the but, on the average. But the the vast majority of Instagram is just pictures. Yeah, those are the quickest. <laughs> I, I guess video must be more popular right now. It, it, there was a but time, remember incredibly when, short form video. Remember when Instagram was popular and all the it was all about pictures. Then Pinterest popped up as well. Pinterest is well, like no one uses Pinterest anymore. No, and Vine. They were short videos. Yeah. But I think even they weren't as short as these videos. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like, these are like like two or three the, seconds. And it's just like, span. like, and uh, stuff pops up on the... Yeah. 
well, I went to the post office to pick up a couple packages. Um, and I was, I didn't have my phone on me. I left it in the car and it, I was looking around and literally everyone in line, there was like 20 people in line. Everyone was on their phone mm. and like, they would just look down for a couple seconds, look up. Tension spans are so short. And I'm like, that's why Facebook is so boring. Cause you could type a book on Facebook. No one reads Facebook posts. Yeah. Who reads Facebook posts? Like but real it, long posts. But here's the here's the weird contradiction with that. Attention spans are short. Yeah. Is the claim. But if you look at like the the media landscape, the thing that's popular are is as far as visual media um television shows that are binge watched. True. Things that take five, six hours. True. To watch long form storytelling. And the most popular podcasts, Joe Rogan's last like three hours. Yeah, they're long. Mark yeah. Maron's last like two hours. Uh, but then again, if you look at YouTube videos, like the average watch time on YouTube videos is like three minutes. <laughs> like, But the kids watch a streamer on Twitch for <laughs> six hours. Yeah. Kids? What do you mean kids? <laughs> like I literally well, just finished watching like eight hours of Boga today. <laughs> kids, kids and Tom. <laughs> Well, I, I, I guess it's weird. I don't know. Maybe there is no scientific details and we're just talking well, about I just, nothing. Well, no, I just think that the, uh, I think it is a lot more about the content now. And if, if there is a way to have good short form content, people will like it. But I also think if there's a way to have good long form content, I, yeah. people as long will as it's like good, it. I guess yeah. it's quality. Yeah. Were we not focused on quality before? Like, I don't know. Well, I think just everything was more streamlined because it was done by corporations yeah like this is what you're getting yeah and i was just thinking about music right it's like the the, the whole idea of like having a, a song hit the radio that's over two minutes and 50 seconds long was like taboo at one point mm-hmm. and you know some of the most famous songs stairway to heaven bohemian rhapsody um any rush song they're all like an hour long well not only that now there is no radio <laughs> yeah <it's just laughs> like well, true and the thing and that's the other thing that's really like, true like you know they say that uh a lot of people think that online was the death of the music industry mm-hmm. and the, the industry part that's pretty much true but it really did democratize music mm. and now the reason that you know like you won't get an artist like those bands from the 70s or the beatles or like that take up the entire cultural zeitgeist because we have the ability to search out almost yeah. anything we want. Anything. And that means that they're, the popular things are only going to be popular for a niche. Mm-hmm. And it can only be so popular because everybody is more, right. you know, everything is more niche. But so yeah. you can find things that you like better I've, from people who aren't as popular. I, I've heard people talk about like listening to the radio in the 60s when the, the Stones and the Beatles were around. No. And they're like, there were eight bands that you heard on the radio pretty yeah. much all day long because well, like that was is, what was popular Beatles took up everything and then if it wasn't the Beatles it was the Stones or the Doors because they were no. uh, pretty popular around that time so it's like yeah the, now but, it's I mean, like, but the thing about the radio Spotify. is with the radio that's still true like if you listen to the radio oh, yeah. you will still hear only like five or six yeah that is true over and over but you're but you're but, also right there's no radio anymore yeah, like getting your music on the radio now means nothing compared to like if you get put in a popular Spotify playlist. If your song gets placed in a popular Spotify playlist, 
that could make your career yeah, far more than if it's on could. the radio. And it has yeah. with a lot of artists. Oh, it has, yeah. A yeah. lot of artists. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's like, artists I've never heard of. I've never heard of their song. But, like, I'll look at their song, and there's 63 million plays. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? I've never heard of this before. Yeah, there's well, two There's two places that really can break your career. So you, you get on Spotify playlist or in a popular video game. Right, yeah. That's Either right. Either one, and that'll make your career. Um, or flogging, a popular TV show. Flog, flogging Molly? I never heard of until I played FIFA, like, oh eight or something like that and and one of their songs was on it and i loved it and that was the only song i ever played and from there they became one of my top 10 favorite bands probably just because i found them on a video game so that's uh it's an interesting interesting point my voice cracked that's weird did you hear that i'm like almost 30 (laughs) jesus um you don't have to remind people tom i know i know (laughs) i don't want to hear that I'll, I'll say I need a new show to binge. Give me a show to watch. Like I haven't watched that that whole movie idea. It's still gonna happen. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> it's like I still you, I just want to watch. Have the you TV watched shows. Lost in Space? Say again. Have you watched Lost in Space? I've never heard of Lost in Space. Netflix, you'll like it. Okay. It's right up your alley. Okay. Lost in Space. Yeah. Uh, is it ongoing or is it all over? Uh, no, it's ongoing. There's two seasons out now. The second one just came out. You'll it's like a Netflix it. original. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it probably only it, has like one more a, season left. It's a remake of um, a show in the 60s. It used to be a show in the 60s called Lost in Space. Oh, okay, cool. And then it was made into a movie in the 90s with, uh, what's his real name? Joey from Friends. Uh, 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 Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc, yeah. He was in that movie, Tanked. Um, yeah, of course. And now there's this TV show, which is actually pretty good. All right, cool. I'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And if it's a Netflix, like I said, they they typically, except for a couple shows like Life is Strange, Life is Strange. Uh, that's a video game. Uh, Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. Most of the seasons only last like two or three seasons. So catch on, catch the third season coming up. Yeah. Uh, cool. Anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, I don't think so. I think okay. That's it. All right. Good. Uh, wow. So it's at that time of the show. I still haven't done pre-recorded Tom, so I got to do this <laughs> shit again. Uh, where do you want to listen to the podcast? Click whatever button you click to find us now. I mean, that's fucking stupid. Uh, Uh, we're on social medias. We're on the Twitter. That's the main thing at left lane pod. Uh, Austin changed the password. So I'm kicked out of the account right now. (laughs) Um, you know what the most horrible thing is? Uh, I don't remember what it is. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we have Facebook, but don't (laughs) find us there. Never going to use that again. Um, we're on Instagram. Austin posts sometimes there. I have mm-hmm. the account, but I'm lazy, so that's you know all Austin mostly. But follow us there, mm-hmm. Left Lane Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then again, you still haven't listened to me, so either you're not making it to this part of the uh, podcast, or you just don't have this problem. But if you have the problem of too much cash in your wallet, go to the bank, put it in your bank, then go back home, go to Patreon.com, then go to Patreon.com forward slash Left Lane Pod, and then. Well, you got to make an account first. So make an account and then give us that money. It's an easy process. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I guess that's it. Yeah, and I'm seriously considering maybe putting us on TikTok. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Because I feel like I could take just parts of these videos and just put them on TikTok. Oh, is this recorded through the video? No, but it could be. Okay. Yeah, why not? If I decided to do that, yeah. Fine. 
That's follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, that's one way I'm going to get on TikTok because there's no fucking chance I'm going on TikTok any other way. You I know, went on. I, just... I went on for five seconds. I saw five. No, I saw like ten videos. All of them were under like fourteen year old kids. So I'm out. Sorry. Those are like the I, ones suggested to me by TikTok, by the way. I just realized that we could easily put this, like, just take the video from this and, like, just have a video podcast again <laughs> without any extra work. Like, Wait, I just why realized are that, we doing that. Like, remember the old days when it was like we stopped doing it because it was so much work. It was so much work. This would literally be no more work. No more work. No. And we could put it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I may or may not be a delayed genius. That's wow. Which is also the name of my new cover band. <laughs> delayed genius. Man. Yeah. Man, that's a that's a tough one. How, Look, don't, how don't about, help. It's not our job. How about uh yeah, I know, but I don't know if Joe's making it this far in the episodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's uh delayed genius. You know what? The Neil Pert cover band. That's it. Mm, he just has his own. Yep, that's it. That would be his. Maybe. That would be his own band. I'm trying to think because I feel like if it's delayed genius, you want to be somebody who like wasn't good at the beginning of their career and then became brilliant by the end. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know. Is their later stuff better than their early stuff? Their early stuff was like rap mixed with like garbage <laughs> rock. <laughs> You yeah. know who it kind of fits, which is it kind of fits the Beatles. Oh yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Oh, oh, good question here. When did that transition for you happen? Like when did you stop? Like because you know their early stuff is very like very sixties and fifties, nah. but there was a point where everybody's like, "This made me a Beatle fan." What was that point for you? Which album? We'll see. It's hard because that's not the way I discovered the Beatles. All right. But so I then, imagine. looking back at it now, what's I think the it album been... that like you like? Like, I'm trying to explain it. Yeah. Like, no, I know what you mean. What's the one that would have for me? It's help. Help was the first. Interesting. Now, Hard Day's Night, I went back to and I do like a couple songs on on uh, Hard Day's Night. But Help was the first album from cover to cover that I just fucking love from first song to last song. I should say Uh, was the I loved that album except for like one song maybe. I think the album that would have made me like them. Was probably Rubber Soul. Yeah, that would. That's my next one because that that music changed so much from like Hard Day's Night to Rubber yeah. Soul. Rubber Soul was but, New Beatles. But that's not the Beatles. Like that's not the album that made me love them. Yeah, that would have been for for me. It's Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, but I'm trying to decide if it would have been Sgt. Pepper. That was uh, oof, or man. if I would have already been hooked. That ch- with Revolver. I, I was already a Beatles fan. I think. But, I think but, it would have been yeah. Revolver. Yeah. When, when I was a Beatle fan originally, my dad told me this that I only liked the early Beatles for a long time, oh, and that's like interesting. I didn't like the older Beatles. And then I heard Sgt. Pepper's, like yeah. from the first song to the last, and I yeah. was like, I've been missing out on this fucking mind fuck. And yeah. from then on, it was just like it almost kind of like Yellow Submarine on. I think Yellow Submarine came first. Yeah. Yeah. Like from that when they when they started doing drugs is when I became a like a diehard Beatle fan. But Help is mm. still like my favorite album just because of what it like the the nostalgia of listening to that album every fucking day as a child. Well, it's and, funny because I I had always been vehemently anti Beatles. <laughs> oh, really? 
didn't yeah, know that. Until I was like 13, maybe. Oh. Because my mom was a Beatles fan. I'm like, how could you like them? That I, stuff is I just so cheesy. I, I don't think I knew you really that young. So, because no. it makes sense. Because I always remember you as a Beatles fan. No, but then one year, I can't remember if it was my birthday or for mm-hmm. Easter or something, she gave me um, the White Album. Ah, okay. Totally changed my mind. Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. And then after that, my uncle bought me Sgt. Pepper. Okay. And then Tomorrow Never, or not Tomorrow Never Knows, um, The Revolver. Right, right. And then those three, I was like, oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, listen. And then somewhere along the line, I got Abbey Road. I'll be completely honest. Like, even in, uh, there's songs even in Please Please Me that I I can listen to, to today. Like, it's not like the early stuff is, mm. like, garbage. It's just not as good as it became <laughs> like it became fucking amazing oh yeah look we're, yeah, yeah. we're a music i've become podcast. a much less <laughs> yeah i know i've become a much less harsh critic of their early stuff as i get older yeah yeah, yeah that makes sense that makes yeah. sense uh but yeah beatles are still just a good band <laughs> it's, what they, it's what they are uh i guess I, I guess we should wrap this shit up i don't even know if the last part's gonna make it in the show or not yeah sure. <laughs> who knows i'm not the end we'll see what makes it <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Bye.